so I walked in on, I was in Denver at the time and my parents were down in, in Monument about an hour away. So they told me to go check on him. So I walked in on his apartment and found his, his body laying there, oh just, just, just lifeless. And, huh. um, so at the time we, you know, it, it was, we, you know, suicide comes up a lot with, uh, in this, in this realm. And, uh, there's always been the question with my family is was Graham's death a suicide or not? And, mm. um, I think that's it's still debatable a little bit. I think we've come to the conclusion that it wasn't, but at the end of the day, suicide is just a, a symptom of depression. And I think Graham's Graham died of depression as well. This episode of the Ben and Bikes podcast is brought to you by Dr. Squatch natural soap for men. Let's face it, chaps. After a long day in the saddle, we stink. Now you can upgrade your shower game with Dr. Squatch natural soap. You want to smell like the forest, there's pine tar. You want to smell like the sea, there's nautical sage. And if you want to smell like you just got off a boat in the Caribbean, there's bay rum. Visit drsquatch.com. That's D-R-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H.com for more detail. And now to this week's episode of Ben and Bikes. You're listening to Ben and Bikes with your host, Ben Lockett. This podcast is about bikes, but more about the people who ride them and their stories, and less about frame size, shock technology, or even the Tour de France. This is Ben and Bikes, where every bike tells a story. Back in June 2017, I interviewed April Page from the Check-In Foundation about the work she is doing to raise awareness for the appalling numbers of people who commit suicide each year. Since that time, I have had personal connections to four people who have committed suicide. Three of them high school students, one of them middle-aged, all of them male, all of them white, all of them tragic. White male suicide is a national epidemic. If you Google depression in men, you'll be met with some pretty stark statistics. 9%, the percentage of white men in the United States who have daily feelings of depression or anxiety. One in four, the share of those 9% who spoke to a mental health professional, just a quarter. 30%, the percentage of men who have suffered from a period of depression in their lifetime, and 4X, the suicide rate amongst men is about four times higher than among women. A few weeks ago, I attended a silent auction raising money for the Colorado High School Cycling League and a charity called Go For Graham. Go For Graham's mission is to have a positive impact on those suffering from depression, anxiety, and other brain disorders in honor of Graham Stingley, brother, son, and friend of many. Go for Graham is working to raise awareness, fight stigmas, and break the silence surrounding mental health and depression. You can find out more about this charity by visiting goforgraham.org. The number four, not F-O-R or F-O-U-R. I'll put a link on the Ben and Bikes website as well. You can find that at benandbikes.com. Over a beer or two, I discussed the idea with the members of Go For Graham of them uh, being on the podcast to talk about what their charity is doing to raise awareness of mental health, and they are joining me on the podcast today. Will Stingley 
and Taylor Ross. Welcome to the Ben and Mike's podcast. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having us. Not at all. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for being one of about five people who have actually dared to come into my basement as well, <laughs> knowing, knowing nothing about me or anything <laughs> Um, I hope I got the introductions about right in terms yeah. of go for Graham. Yeah. Uh, good. Uh, it would be great. Maybe you tell me a little bit about, about both of you. What, what, do, what are your backgrounds? Um, yeah. So uh, this is Will and uh, Graham was my brother. Um, and I guess just a backstory about him and yeah, how sure. this came to be a little bit. Um, he suffered from depression and anxiety disorders throughout a lot of his life. Um, I remember when I was a little boy going to psychiatrists and psychologist uh, appointments with my mom and my brother waiting in the waiting room, and you know, at that point, not thinking much of it. Um, but then as you get a little bit older, you, you, you get a little bit more to face up on those issues when you, you see it in everyday life. Um, but kind of a long story short, um, when he was 23 and I was about 20, he um, basically had a common cold, a sickness, just a flu, and took some over-the-counter NyQuil just to fall asleep. Hmm. And he was on a, a class of antidepressants called MAI inhibitors, one of the, the early classes of antidepressants that you had to be very careful with uh, interactions with, you know, things that you couldn't eat chocolate or, you know, some kind of soft cheeses. Uh, and basically the interaction with some ingredient in the NyQuil, uh, you know, killed him. So I walked in on, I was in Denver at the time and my parents were down in, in Monument about an hour away. So they told me to go check on him. So I walked in on his apartment and found his, his body laying there oh just, gosh. just, just, lifeless and ah. um so at the time we you know it, it was we you know suicide comes up a lot with uh in this in this realm and uh we, there's always been the question with my family is was graham's death a suicide or not and mm. um i think that's it's still debatable a little bit i think we've come to the conclusion that it wasn't but at the end of the day suicide is just a, a symptom of depression and i think graham's Graham died of depression as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, uh, and not only him, but my mother and then myself have all have gone through in and out of episodes of depression and yep. mental health and behavioral health problems. And it just kind of hit me one day that this is such a huge problem in society. Right. And that, man, it seems like just not nobody's talking about it nobody's addressing it up front and yeah um so that's kind of how more or less this came about to so will in in my introduction uh i made the connection between your brother's death and suicide i, I just want to make sure that we make sure that i'm i'm I feel kind of crappy about now saying that, having what you've just said. No, that's fine. I mean, yeah, we've done a lot of suicide prevention workshops right. um, with the University of Colorado uh, Depression Center. And I always kind of do the same introduction about the story of my brother. Yeah. And I mean, clearly it, there is a connection between depression and right. suicide. I mean, yes. Right? Tech, and, but but I, I just want to make clear, I, I hope I didn't offend you in any way. Not at all. Connecting not at your all. brother's it, death with right. suicide. And no. And yeah, I, I mean... Officially, it wasn't a suicide, um, but like I said, it doesn't really matter in the end. It's it's a death by it, a symptom of depression. Sure, right, exactly. Um, and that's what suicide is. That's what my brother's death was. And, you right. Know, um, 
And there's many other symptoms that go along with depression that don't end in suicide, but it's just something that if we can start talking about it, maybe we can start to alleviate some of those symptoms, start to, you know, decrease uh, suicide, just decrease the the suffering that people go through every day. I mean, that's the common denominator of all of this conversation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, what about you? What's your, what's your background? What, what do you do for the charity? Yeah. So, um, I, I basically grew up, um, me and Will were best friends from, you know, when I was probably in, I don't know, kindergarten, I think, is when our, our parents became friends. Oh, okay. And uh, my younger brother, Matt, is also really good friends with his youngest brother, Colin. Okay. Um, and so my, our families are really close right. um, and have been forever. Um, and I was uh, really good friends with, with Graham as well. Uh-huh. Um, and so a couple years ago, I've um, always done a lot of uh, races for a couple different teams. And, um, you know, Will approached me with this idea um, to, to, you know, instead of wearing, um, the kit that I was wearing to, you know, raise awareness for, um, for mental health and, um, you know, namely depression and in honor of Graham. And I was like, yeah, let's, you know, let's do this. And, uh, from there, it's really, um, kind of spiraled into, uh, something bigger than I think we both thought, um, you know, would become of it. Um, it really just, started very small just um you know a couple of guys you know wearing a jersey um that said go for Graham. so uh at this point um yeah i really help um facilitate a lot of the connections with um, a lot of the writers um, that are wearing our our products and um yeah help out with a lot of the the sponsorships that that we have and um, partnerships really um yeah totally what do you guys do for day jobs um, I work at a community bank. Uh-huh. Yeah. In in Monument? In Denver. We both live in Denver now. Oh, we we oh, grew right. up down in Monument. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of a community bank in Monument, so that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I can't think of any bank. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of much, in fact, <laughs> yeah. in Monument other than yeah. that. Yeah. Not a lot there. Uh, and then I work for Primal, so, um, right. yep, do uh, sales um, in the southeast portion of uh, the country. And, right. uh Yeah. Um, it's been it's been a good gig right yeah great company uh and a big shout out to primal because they're the guys who hosted the uh the uh silent auction where where we met at yeah. the headquarters yeah. yeah good people yeah so yeah and just to add to it's it's me and taylor and uh my brother so graham was part of four brothers okay so uh myself my younger brother colin and seth are all kind of the the head of the organization of the foundation okay but we all have day jobs and sure. this is kind of on the side so yeah yeah and i think i'd be remiss too not to to get i think a little bit of our inspiration came from a similar or we, we sort of stole the model of willis wheels bike club i don't know if you've heard of them but uh, a neighbor of mine named uh henry fisher hope it's i think it's okay to mention him sure he's a great guy um his daughter willa died of i think brain cancer mm. um when she was about four so mm. they uh just had a cycling team that raised money for that. And we kind of both got involved with that a little bit and yeah. were wearing their jerseys and just realized how um, much of a connection you can make with, with wearing a jersey and someone asking about it and right. raising, you know, putting, sending one email out to friends and family and raising $1,000 and thinking, wow, that's a right. pretty easy connection. And we, we have our own cause we can, can explore with that. Totally. So I forget which one of you it was 
but I was having a conversation with, with both of you at the, uh, at the fundraising event. Uh, and one of you uh, um, said that one of the biggest challenges with depression is actually getting people to uh, not think of it as some kind of stigma. Um, what, uh, what, what can you say about, about that? You had some very wise thoughts. I think it was you, wasn't it? Well, like, yeah, I, I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, that's one of the hardest things about depression is it's, it's a very sort of intangible uh, disorder. You can't do a scan for it or an x-ray right. to prove it. So, And that people who haven't gone through it, it's very, very hard to, to understand. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's still a lot of people that just don't quote unquote believe in it or believe that it's real. I, right. I think that tide is kind of changing, but um, that's basically one of our main tenets is just decreasing the stigma and, uh, you know, we can't make further steps in this, the realm of uh, treatment and cover, medical coverage, insurance coverage without <laughs> having the society believe what it is. Yeah. Um, and not and believing that everyday people can can suffer from it. Yeah, um, it's not just uh, you know people for the 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 loony bin kind yeah. of the, yeah. the the mental health center and and they're talking to themselves and that kind of thing. It's totally. it's everyday folks that are really suffering. Right. There's no social economic you know bounds to the to it. You know, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, and and kind of to add to that. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that isn't a topic of discussion at the dinner table, right? right. Um, it's not, uh, and to April Page's credit too, with, with her foundation, just the name of her, the foundation check in. I mean, that's something that, that is very rare, you know, for, especially for guys to really yeah. check in with the emotional side of, of life and like, you know, how, hey, how are you doing? You know, yeah. you seem kind of down. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not a sentence that, uh, a lot of people would, would be asking. Um, yeah. and so I think a big part of, of what we're trying to do is to create, um, an, an area and a space for that conversation to be had. And I think a part of the, the big change, um, that, that it's going to take is going to have to be from, um, a grassroots, uh, sort of a program where people are talking about it more and more um, first before we see a lot of political and medical coverage changes. Yeah. Um, it's going to take the people really to kind of demand it um, right. in my eyes before, um, you know, before real change is made and, and how we look at it. And uh, I think Colorado's doing a really good job um, and doing a better job. But uh, to kind of quote um some information from the, the suicide prevention workshop. Um, I think New York um, spends the most money on um, on mental health, and they have the lowest rate in, of suicide in the country. Mm. Um, and Colorado is, I think, the 48th um, <laughs> up until we just passed this last um, ballot. Um, and we are actually like 10th in the nation for um, suicide rate. And I just use the, the, the suicide rate as as a tangible, um, you know, it's, it's not speaking to all of depression, but, um, it is something that is a measurable, uh, number. Um, right. and so I think putting those two things together, it, it really makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. and in the East coast, um, you know, uh, treat 
mental health a little bit differently than I would say the West Coast. Um, whereas, uh, you know, for a guy to say to uh, uh, another guy, hey, man, I can't make beers tonight. I got to go see my therapist. That would never happen, you know, really uh, here. Right. Um, it would just be hard to, to say that. And, and we're trying to create a space where that that's okay, you yeah. know. Um, and, and on the East Coast, you know, I, I have some friends from the East Coast. My wife's from there. And it's it's way less taboo to say, hey, you know, yeah, I can't make it tonight. I'm going to my therapist. Um and I think that that's that's kind of part of our um, niche is to to you know create that conversation that yeah um, yeah totally I, I get that why why do you th- why do you th- I mean you talk about um, uh, the, the two guys going out for a beer and it, and it's very rare that another guy says hey you seem pretty down uh, you know let, let's talk about it. Whereas I think on the female side of things, that would be totally opposite. Right. And they're always talking about their feelings right. and what's going on, right? right, right. What is it in society? Uh, and I wouldn't just say it's American society. It's certainly no. the same in British society. Yeah. Why, why, what is that inability for guys to you know, want to share their feelings, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I guess you'd have to maybe look at some evolutionary biology there or yeah, something. But right. um, for whatever reason, it's, it's just women are a little bit more in touch with their emotions in general, I think, right. and just more willing to kind of check in. Um, yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, um, I think that with, uh, it, as a guy society, I think all of society, it's, it's, uh, you're, you don't ever want to be portrayed as being weak right. and vulnerable. Right. And it, you know, we associate emotion with, Vulnerability, right. and uh, I think that that has to change because yeah. really vulnerability is the actually opposite of being weak yeah. um, to me. Um, yeah, I think I think you can blame a lot of it on British culture actually, <laughs> because the British culture yeah. for a guy is stiff upper lip yeah. and don't show your emotions, yep. and men will never cry right. and all that sort of stuff, which is you know a perceived yep. sign of weakness, which is complete bullshit. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> yep. um, no no doubt about it. Um, Ben and bikes about a podcast about bikes, yep. and and people ride them in a story. So help me connect the dots to sports. Doesn't have to be cycling, yep. but I know both of you are keen riders. Uh, what's the connection between you know what you see on about people who who can ride bikes to help them to deal with the signs of depression? Yeah, I think I think uh, you know both Will and I are, are passionate cyclists, and um, this is just one avenue for us to get. The, the word out, um, but also the association with the fact that exercise does really help combat um, right. mental health. And, uh, you know, that everyone kind of knows that, but it's um, it's still something that uh, we stand upon, you know, is, is kind of one of the things that, um, you know, can be utilized to help uh, anyone that's kind of struggling is, yeah. is, some, is exercise. Yeah. And, um, um, there is uh, sorry go ahead oh yeah I was just going to say yeah it, it just happened to be bikes because we both enjoy riding and uh, Taylor works at the at Primal and right. said hey let's make up some mountain bike jerseys and yeah. go ride around and, and, right. and a lot a lot of it did happen organically we said hey let's go for Graham and we'd, we'd share the story and and um, it's more often than not people would say oh man that's great what you're doing you know myself or my friend or my mother suffers from depression and uh it just needs to be talked about more yep. and 
So thank you for what you're doing and, and getting it out there. How can I help? How can I support it? I'm yeah. a bike rider too. Let me buy a jersey. And then, you know, also I'm not a bike rider. So I'm there. We got runners. We got uh, climbers and, and people who do yoga and play golf. So it's kind of whatever you want to do. But right. yeah, it is. It is centered around you know physical exercise too, because that is shown to prevent and treat. Uh, you know, or help yeah. alleviate symptoms. I'm taking a break from the Ben and Bikes podcast to allow People for Bikes, one of my amazing sponsors, to tell you about the work they are doing to support you, the bike rider, across the country. Sign up for details at peopleforbikes.org forward slash Ben. Every day, two dozen People for Bikes staffers go to work at our Colorado headquarters in the field and in Washington, D.C. Our team focuses on making every bike ride safer, easier to access, and more fun. Last month, we previewed some key ballot measures that voters would decide on election day. With the polls closed and races decided, let's look at what the results of the 2018 midterm elections mean for the future of bike policy. Overall, transportation ballot measures performed well. In one of the most crucial wins for bike funding, Proposition 6 was defeated in California, saving $100 million in annual funding for bike and pedestrian infrastructure. A diverse range of cities, counties, and states approved new investments in transportation and outdoor recreation. Residents of Georgia and Rhode Island voted in favor of statewide funding for bike projects. New funding for bike projects was also secured by voters in Austin, Texas, Tucson, Arizona, Denver, Colorado, and Sarasota County, Florida. Across the U.S., voters approved almost $2 billion of improvements to bike infrastructure, greenways, and parks over the next decade. However, not all measures related to transportation funding received a stamp of approval. Voters in Colorado and Missouri defeated statewide transportation measures at the ballot box, which may place lawmakers in a difficult position as they move into the 2019 session. To keep track of bike-related legislation in your hometown, join People for Bikes at peopleforbikes.org slash Ben. It's free and helps make bike riding better for everyone. Uh, I was listening to a, uh, a on uh, National Public Radio the other day, and there is actually a now a, a, a defined and scientific connection between riding bikes, running, those types of uh, cardio level workouts and mental fitness. Mm-hmm. And it's actually called Flow, F-L-O. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to get this very smart uh, uh, doctoral guy, uh, a professor who actually came up with the term and has defined it to be on the podcast. Oh, cool. Uh, he has yet to respond <laughs> to my emails, but I'm going to get him on. <laughs> tell nice. you that right now. Yeah, yeah, I think awesome. it'd be very interesting. Um, there are so... I, this is... I've just looked at my uh, podcasts and this is my second year now. Just October was was my two year mark of doing Ben and Bikes, um, and it is amazing to me how many people have said to me, you know, I feel my best after a bike ride. Uh, I get my best thoughts when I'm on a bike. Yeah. Um, it enables me to focus. It enables me to get rid of stress. It enables me to do all these sorts of things. And I would say, you know, that's absolutely true. I'm sure a runner would say the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a swimmer would say the same thing. I'm sure a triathlete would say the same thing. There is a huge connection between mental health and, and aerobic res- uh, workouts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No I doubt mean, about it. There's a huge breadth of research that, that backs that up. So. Right. Exactly. So I want, I, want, I want to drill down on that with this guy when I eventually get him on my <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah, we'll see. So, um, go for Graham. Um, how long has has that been going? 
I mean, I think it officially started probably Four. five, six years ago, even just yeah. as a you know, yeah. let's let's make some bike jerseys and right. ride around. Okay, um, and then just kind of grown organically since then. Yep. Um, how are you? How are you raising money? A and and B. Uh, what what are you doing with the money once you once you've raised it? Yeah, I mean, all our donations are just uh, you know charitable donations of. Yep. Five, ten, twenty, hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Right. Um, we also sell gear and uh, you know, Primal usually gives the buyer a discount and then gives us part of those uh proceeds to back back to our foundation. Right. Um so what we've done with those is we do have a partnership with the University of Colorado Johnson Depression Center, uh-huh. um, which is part of the National Network of Depression Centers. Basically, they started in the University of Michigan. They said we're going to start an academic uh, entity to tackle some of these issues surrounding depression and, and mental health. And they opened one in the, in, in Colorado out on, uh, out East Denver. Um, and so they do a clinical and research and community innovation um, and outreach programs there. So yeah. we've uh, just funneled some of the money straight to them. Um, we, also, there's a really great organization on the East Coast called the Brain and Behavior Foundation, um, and they are basically all about giving grants for cutting-edge research in in the space of brain research, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> then we've you know kept a small amount just so we can show up to events, uh, you know, set up events, booths at events, and engage the community that way. Right. Um, We've hosted um, suicide prevention workshops. Um, we're actually going to be starting a a group therapy of sorts here in the in 2019. Um, but yeah, we I mean yeah, we don't have any overhead or anything. Or right. So we do, we, all the money goes straight back into supporting the cause. Right. Which is yeah. Have you done any work with April? With the Check-In Foundation, or is there any connection there? No, I mean, I, I uh, met her um, a couple years ago, and uh, we we um, met up at the uh, NICA yeah. um, Coaches Summit. Yeah. And I actually introduced... The one in Eagle. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and so I always go up there um, every year, and I introduced uh, Alex from the CU Depression Center to um, Kate at NICA, and... Uh, turns out that april was doing a presentation and so they both collaborated on it um but no we haven't collaborated on an event yet but we definitely talk about it so uh april if you're out there well uh we have to connect soon i'll tag her on this podcast for sure yeah sounds it's good. definitely important that yeah, yeah i mean it's it, you know her and i've talked about this before but it's you you can't have enough people in this space, yeah. you know, to to help out with with what we're doing, and yeah. um, it's unique that we ha- that there's two mountain bike kind of specific um, organizations, uh, you know, combating this. But I think it's uh, it's great, and and uh, yeah, I love what she's doing. So. Yeah, no doubt. Um, super. I'm taking a break from the Ben and Bikes podcast to tell you more about Doctor Squatch Natural Soap for Men. Made with natural ingredients from the earth like oils, plants, goat's milk, Greek yogurt, and oatmeal. Turn your post-ride shower game up to 11 and get ready to get out of the shower feeling alive. Ship straight to your door, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And 
If you sign up for monthly automatic soap delivery, you'll get free shipping on all orders. Visit drsquatch.com, that's D-R-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H.com for more details. And now back to this week's podcast. So um, you're all, you're, we'll go back to the bike conversation. You're, you're both bikes, uh, ride bikes, both mountain and road. Uh, well, I'm mostly mountain. Taylor, he'll probably be humble, but he he does everything. I think last year he, what, he got some top finish in uh, Dirty Kanza and then did an did enduro you? race the next weekend and got second. Really? Uh, and then, cool. you know, did a, a road race. So wow. uh, this guy cool. does it all. That's kind of why I like, Taylor, if you can wear the jersey, you know, you're in basically every scene and <laughs> we got to get you out there. Yeah. Um, I'm just a, a mountain bike trail rider sure. mostly. Um yeah. But, uh, you know, obviously enjoy road riding yeah. and commuting to work and, uh, you know, bikes of all kinds. But nice. Taylor does a little bit of everything. What are you into now? <laughs> I don't know. Raising a kid, I guess. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Nine months old. Take the focus. Yeah. 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 A little bit change of. Indoor uh, biking now. Yeah. Priority. <laughs> but. Um, right. No, it's. Uh, yeah. I love biking, really. Um, right. I, I usually commute. Haven't done that as much this year because right. a little guy. But. Yeah. Uh, and and living in Golden, but um, wait, you commute from Golden to the primary prim- headquarters? Yeah, it's not How bad. Long is that well, right? it's it's eighteen miles, one way. Oh, okay, that's not so, so bad. It's not bad. No, and it's it's all bike path um, right. for the most part, which is great. Four seventy bike path? Um, no, it's uh, there's the Clear Creek. Um, it, it follows the um, like the train line, right? The train line, um, and so I, I get that like a mile from my house. Okay, and then hit uh, South Platte to REI to Cherry Creek. Oh, okay, yeah, and then Cherry Creek path yeah. right to Primal. So do you ride for a specific team? Go for Graham, ninety nine percent of the time, and nice. then uh, I do just have some some other connections with like Willis Wheels. So right. I I. Um, rolled their colors uh last year during a race what was that oh the the hoot route pikes peak hill climb and then i used to race um for the primal audi uh, denver team right and uh don't race for them anymore but still love all the guys there it's uh it's a great team there's like 80 plus um guys on that team so still try to get out there with them it's definitely a good way to get some fitness in they're all they're all pretty fast and um, i used to race road a lot until um, wanted to focus more on, on mountain bike stuff. So, right. And recently been doing some gravel, some adventure, uh, gravel stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we, uh, we have a connected friend in John Hutchinson. Yes. Uh, one of your predecessors Yes. at Primal. Yes. He rides for Honey Stinger now, actually. Yes, he does. Doing very well. Yeah. It's getting on. Yeah. John. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're not the spring chicken you used to be. (laughs) Yeah, I think, but just to get back to your point about the cycling aspect, I don't right. think we'd be where we are now without being kind of mostly based in cycling and the community that's there and how uh, supportive people are in that community. Um, I don't yep. know if it's just the type of people that, that are attracted to bikes or what, but yep. I'll meet people all the time and they're like, wow, that's just an amazing thing. And even if they're not, even if they don't have a kind of a connection to depression, yep. which is more rare than, than not, but sure. they're like, how can I support this? And um, you know, let's get together. We do events sometimes and people that show up um, and this, the, the, the culture that has been cultivated just totally within the biking community. Well, you bring up something very important. And again, this is a common thread in conversations that I have with people on this podcast is, is the bike, there's the community aspect of riding bikes. 
And I don't think it's necessarily just a Colorado thing. More people ride bikes in Colorado than many other parts of the of the country, of course, right? Um, but I don't think necessarily it's just Colorado that has a strong bike culture. Right. It seems to me, and I've spoken to people from North Carolina, or I've spoken to people from California, or I've spoken to people from Michigan, um, all over the country, um, and and bikes tend to create this community around them of good people yep. I'm, I'm again i've said this many times on this podcast i'm a firm believer that 98 percent of the people in this country in the world are good people so two yeah. percent are assholes and they're screwed up for the rest of us right it's not bad yeah. it's not bad right <laughs> but biking seems to have a, a very good group of people that that tend tend to ride it and, and I, I think we tend to say, well, roadies are this type of people and mountain bikers are, and gravel grinders are these types of people. But generally speaking, people yeah. who ride bikes tend to be tend to be good people. Is that has that been your experience? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. totally. And yeah. yeah, I mean, there's always the war of roadie versus mountain bike. But most of the people I know kind of do a little bit of everything, maybe have one focus, but do it all. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I, I've always, I started riding bikes, obviously when I was a kid, but more seriously in college, just mm-hmm. to get to, to class and right. um, sort of just tooling around more uh, around town. But, um, and I think it does line up a lot with just mental health because you're out there and you're getting exercise, you're, you're seeing the world, you're yeah. interacting, you're not closed off like you are in a car. Yeah. Unless um, you're in your basement in the winter. <laughs> yeah. That, right. At least you're, at least you're sweating. And, <laughs> but um, then you are interacting with people from yeah, all around the world. That's so that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I just think that the community there is amazing. And Taylor does a lot of work in the Southeast United States and yeah. with this company. And so we have kind of a an interesting contingent of Gopher Gram people like in Florida. Mm. And I've yeah. met a few of them and it's like a, a, they're just always great people. So I don't know. I'd ask almost what you why, why is that as uh, you've talked with a lot of bike yeah. um, related people. Are they all biking attract those people or does those people attracted to biking or what, what do you think I, I, I think people are attracted to biking for many reasons um I, and I, I mean there's probably a hundred reasons why <clears throat> yeah. someone gets on a bike for the first time um but i think you know there's a there's a shared experience there uh whatever the discipline is um and i think that the um your your you know it's it's sometimes a challenging thing to ride a bike. So, you know, we ride a bike to challenge ourselves, whether it's, you know, a king of the mountain on Strava or whether it's, you know, your fastest time up Green Mountain or whatever it happens to be or a group ride to go and ride, you know, the Cocopelli Trail or whatever it happens to be that we've all all done. I think there's uh, there's often, you know, I think there's a reason why, like, people in the military are so close is because they share a hard experience. Yeah. Um, and I think riding a bike, you know, if you're pushing yourself with your friends, you share that hard experience. And I think that's what draws people together. I think it's also, and I haven't really nailed this down, which is it's also a very good self-policing group. Right. Um, if you are an asshole, you right. aren't going to last long <laughs> yeah, in a group true. of bikers, right? That's, true, yeah. um, that's just the way it is. Um, I mean, there's always shit that people talk amongst yourself. Right. There's a difference between that and being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you are an asshole, you are not going to last very long. Yeah. Um, and it's just good. We're just good at doing that, right? Yeah. And I love that aspect of it, right? Yeah. Well, um, so. And I think that another aspect of the people that uh, are involved, it's it the a big common thread I think would just be the freedom yeah. the, of 
the feeling that you get when you when you're on a bike just like yeah. back to when you're a little kid and you finally get to go you know further away from the house yeah. than ever before totally, like right? just a couple pedals and yeah. just um there's something uh to that i think that that uh brings you know great people to it you yeah. know it, 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 the sense of yeah. exploration yeah. Um, and adventure yeah uh, so uh, i know we're here to talk about go for graham but <laughs> we're tangenting somewhat here but i i also have found um that there are so many unintended consequences from riding from people riding bikes uh i interviewed a guy called sharon smith who is one of the fastest uh, uh, road riders in California in his age group. No offense, Sharon, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, and uh, he grew up in the shittest part of Los Angeles, right? right. People were getting shot in front of him, right? right. And he found a bike um, as a result of dating a girl in a spin class. It's a, it's a long story. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And his life has totally changed yeah. from getting him out of that environment and getting with a group of people doing something fun yeah. um, and challenging. Um, so that's all we know. Yeah, and, and to kind of continue that uh, thread too, it, I haven't been riding bikes uh, for that long, really, but right. it's going to be something I'll have for the rest of my life. And it'll be right. that community is a community that... If I move to North Carolina, if I move, absolutely, to, I'll, I'll be. You can find that group. Find that group, and yeah. it's. Um, I'm not. You know, it's 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 yeah. a great group. And so when you say you haven't been riding bikes for very long, is that your way of saying that you're like 20 years younger than I am? <laughs> no. You no, I really. I mean, I, I really only started riding probably maybe eight years ago, eight right. or nine years ago. Um, bought a bike uh, oh, when really? I lived in Breckenridge, and then ah. I mean, I rode when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, around the elementary school that we went to um but uh nothing like really serious in college or anything right um, i was mainly into snowboarding and um rock climbing and uh, partying yeah so. i think i i had a bike kind of tooled around town went on road rides there were probably like eight miles that i felt like were really long but i think taylor rented a bike or bought a bike one day and we're like let's go ride something around here what's good and it was lookout mountain i didn't yeah. know even it was that iconic at the time and uh, I thought I'd been in pretty good shape because I'd ridden bikes occasionally and Taylor had never ridden one. Mm. And there he goes, just like zoomed straight up Lookout Mountain. And I was like, man, <laughs> what? this is not normal, I don't think. And sure enough, I, even I don't think he knew at the time. He's like, wow, I got some people just have a natural ability to go yeah. fast on bikes. Uh, yeah. and he, he's got it. So yeah. you look like you're fast, too. You got you got that look about you <laughs> in a, a road bikey kind of way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. If I race, I just I usually try not to get last. So there you I, go, I've right. succeeded yeah. every time there. Um, yeah. Well, so back back to go for go for Graham. Just just to wrap up on that, we want to make sure that we we bring things back to that. Um, so firstly, people can find out um, about your charity. Go for and the number for Graham dot org. Yep. Uh, how else are they? Twitter I mean, or yeah, we have Twitter. What's your handle? Instagram. On Everything is go for. Graham, go for okay. Graham, the number okay. four, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, okay. MySpace. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, MySpace? Yeah. Uh, so Justin's company? Email us, uh, go for Graham foundation at gmail.com if you just want to talk or have any other okay. uh, questions. Um, one of the things we're, you know, we have an ambassador program. Okay. Um, and we want to try to help, whether you're 
a, a longtime racer doing the Leadville 100 every year, or you, you, or more specifically, even if you're if you're new, because cycling can be quite intimidating. Um, one of our goals for next year is we want to help people reach their goals while they're setting. You know, they want to do a mountain bike race mm-hmm. or even run a 5K or run a 10K. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we believe that really aligns with our mission of of promoting you know mental health. Totally. So uh, we want to. If anyone wants to join our team, that's something we offer to, to anyone. Okay. Um, and we want to help people reach those goals okay. um, in their in their physical lives. I know this is coming up on kind of goal setting Good. season, but uh, so reach out on any of those channels, and we'll, yeah. we'll chat about that because we we have some you know Honey Stinger is a great sponsor. Um, you know we have some other resources to kind of help people get where they want to go. Okay, and and yeah, and, and to kind of go from there if um if you're racing for another team um you know and and have uh you know an alliance to to them and but still would like to you know raise some funds or wear the our kit you know yep. just for one of the events you're doing um we're definitely um you know very inclusive and and you know would like to um get our jersey out there on anybody that yep. that wants to talk about it Good. so Excellent. um yeah, you don't have to officially, you know, be a part of, of our our main group of people. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, kids made by Primal, I yep. assume. Oh, yeah. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, look, um, needless to say, you went through a terrible experience when your brother passed. Um, and for you to turn such a terrible event into something so positive and leave such an incredible legacy in his name is uh, is really good. So congratulations on that. Um, I uh, hope you continue to do such a great job with that and continue to thrive as an organization. So uh, thank you for being on the podcast. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Not at all. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Yeah, all right. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Ben and Bikes podcast. You'll find this and many other episodes about athletes, authors, filmmakers, and community organizers, all with a story to tell about bikes by visiting benandbikes.com. Thank you for listening. We'd sure appreciate it if you could rate and review the Ben and Bikes podcast wherever you listen. We appreciate your support, and thanks for helping us connect with other bike enthusiasts. If you have a bike story to tell, email us, ben at benandbikes.com.